You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 50. I'm really excited when I think how far I've come with the podcast. When I started, I really wasn't sure how things would go, and the thought of making it to 50 seemed very far away from me. So I'm happy that I'm here with you. I'm happy you found me, and I want to keep going as long as you want me to. I've recently gotten some emails from you telling me that this podcast and most of all the community we created has really been helping you, and that's what I wanted. We know that having a blended family is such a blessing, but it is hard, and Sometimes just the knowing that you're not alone can be so reassuring. So in celebration of show number 50, we are going to talk about loving and appreciating your blended family. Sometimes all we feel is the stress and the pressure, but today I want you to learn how to focus on the positive so you can really enjoy the blessing of your family. A lot of that has to do with our mood and our mindset. Before we begin, a couple of quick announcements. First, my year anniversary for the podcast is coming up, and I'm going to have Sean, my fiance, on as a special guest to celebrate that, as he's my partner in crime. If you have a question for him to answer on the show, please go ahead and send them to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Any question, it doesn't matter. We are going to get him in the hot seat for a little while. Also, one of our listeners contacted me in response to the last show on joint custody. We were talking about how difficult it can be to coordinate with the ex on all kinds of matters. Juan and Lori Prieto, I think I'm pronouncing that right, were kind enough to let us know about an app called Two Houses. So I checked it out today before I would think of recommending it to you. It's free, which I love. I was going to share with you a while back a program called Family Wizard. You may have heard of it, which I could have had as a sponsor or an affiliate, but I held back from that because it comes with a cost. I had heard an attorney that uh, it's a very good system, but at $100 per year per family, I was reluctant. Blended families sometimes have tight budgets with so many children's expenses, So this app called Two Houses, it seems to do everything you might need. I wish that this was available to me years ago. By the way, I'm getting no money for endorsing this. You know that's not my intention here. But it looks so great. Let me tell you some of what it can do. Basically, one parent gets the app first and then invites the other parent to join. There's a shared calendar where you can put in sports practices, doctor appointments, and school functions. Then it has an expense report area where you can enter all kid-related expenses. There is a journal and photo album area, which is kind of nice if you want to share some photos of the kids, and an information bank. It's got a place to keep lists, messages, and it also gives notifications. This is perfect for the families that have a hard time communicating 
or families that are so busy that it's hard to keep track of everyone. I'm not sure if Juan and Lori are using the app themselves, but I would love for any of you to try it. It's free and let me know what you think. I looked over the website and to me, it seems like it's excellent. And I'll put the link for the website in the show notes for you and for the app, but it's www.twohouses.com and that's the number two, not the word. The website has tons of information on how the app works and it is available on iOS and Android. Again, let me say I have not used it personally as I just found out about it today and I have no affiliation with the company. I just wanted to share it with you because it might really help some of you in making life just a tad bit easier. All right. So let's get into today's topic. How do we learn how to focus on the positive when life is really crappy sometimes? Blended families face more stress than the traditional family. You know this. The stress and tension that builds up affects every relationship within the family. And when it builds, it can feel unmanageable. You may feel like it's just not worth it. And once you get into a negative mindset, it's really hard to pull yourself out of it. Even me, I'm a very positive person, but once I get in my dark place, it's really hard to refocus, but there are ways to do it. The one really important thing I need to point out is that your mood is a choice that you make. Things may happen to us and it may be upsetting and that's okay, but remaining angry or moody or irritable is a choice you make. No one else can make that choice for you. You have to decide. So if something happens to ruin your day, for example, let's say an ex is trying to cause some issues for you. You can decide if you're going to allow them to now ruin your whole day and in turn affect your relationship with your new partner and your children, or you can decide that you will not allow them to have that power over you. You've got to remind yourself that you are in control over your own mood. I'm not saying to grin from ear to ear when something horrible happens. You obviously have to deal with what's in front of you. But after you deal with the issue, check in with yourself and evaluate your mood and try to elevate your mood just a little at a time. I know it's hard to suddenly change your mood. This is a good practice for the children as well. I know our son has some anger problems lately. After all, he's a teenage boy. And once he gets mad, it's almost impossible to bring him up out of it until he's ready. But we still try to work with him by teaching him about the control he can have over his own moods and his negativity. Now, as far as negativity is concerned, this is that mean inner voice that doesn't allow you to improve your mood. Whatever that self-dialogue is for you, because everyone has something different going on inside their head. So every time you hear in your mind a negative thought, or if you dare speak it aloud, I want you to replace that thought with something positive, even if it seems fake to you. Let me give you an easy example of this. So let's say your children and stepchildren are always fighting. In your mind, you think, these kids are always going to hate each other and this family is never going to have peace. So now you're going to stop, notice what you just said or thought, and then say aloud, I know the kids are fighting, 
but they are getting more mature every day. One day, they're going to be the best of friends. So maybe you don't believe that thought at this very moment, but the fact is, is that what we speak becomes the truth. If we only keep focus on the negative, that's all we will think about. When we turn that around and begin to focus on the positive, we begin to see a difference in the way things go. Now, this is all not to say that once you practice this, everything is going to be just peachy. No, life isn't like that. If things were perfect all the time, we would never learn to appreciate those times. The bad times show us the joy of the good times. But I ask you this, what good does it do for you to only focus on the bad? Do you really want to go through life like that? Of course you don't. So let's talk about other ways to improve our mood. We talked about paying attention to our attitude, but sometimes that's not enough. And that's really a practice that you have to learn. It's not just going to be second nature to you. I do have some things you can do right now that will help you lift and improve your mood right away. You can try them all at different times to see which ones are most effective for you because we're all different. I've got a list of 10 things for you. Number one, eat well. You will be surprised how food affects mood. If you don't believe me, keep a food journal and monitor everything you eat and the moods you're in after you eat them. Processed foods, breads, and sugars greatly affect your mood for the worse. And this goes for the kids too. Try to eat a diet as clean as possible to reduce mood swings and sluggishness that comes with eating unclean foods. Now, I am really passionate about this. So please let me know if you need help in this area. I would love to help you. Number two, exercise. I know for me, even though sometimes I don't feel like working out, it always lifts my mood. In fact, when I don't work out, I get really irritable. And this doesn't have to be an intense workout. Just go for a walk or a bike ride or any exercise that you like. There are tons of workout videos on YouTube if you don't want to leave the house. I've been doing cardio on YouTube every day. Get your heart rate up for 20 to 30 minutes a day and you will see a difference. I promise. I always feel better after I exercise and so does Sean actually. Number three, breathe or meditate. I know meditation is not for everyone, but even learning how to breathe correctly to calm yourself is helpful. And meditation doesn't have to be this crazy practice. Just take 10 minutes to sit still and focus on your breathing. When you do that, you will clear your mind. And that's really the point. There's not a wrong way to do it. And it can really help calm you down. Number four, change your surroundings. If you're having trouble changing your mood, remove yourself for a moment. Go for a quick walk, go grab a snack, just remove yourself from where you are. Sometimes that can help to refocus you. Number five, listen to music. This is a big one. With technology these days, you can have your playlist wherever you go. A simple song can elevate your mood in minutes. I love listening to podcasts, but when I'm working and I'm in a funk, I put on music instead and it helps me so much. 
Our favorite mood lifting song right now is Hold My Hand by Jess Glynn. Go listen to that song and see if it doesn't make you feel instantly happier. And if you want to go one step further, go ahead and dance too. Number six, communicate with someone. Whether this is your partner or a trusted friend or family member, it doesn't matter. Sometimes when you get things off your chest, you feel better. Also, communicating your needs with someone else helps you get what you want and also lifts your mood. Holding things in is just going to make your mood worse. Number seven, smile. This one is hard when you're in a mood because the last thing you want to do is smile. You might have to force it at first. You know, Sean, it makes me do this when I'm grumpy and he'll make me smile and then we both laugh. It really works. If you're alone, go look in the mirror and do it. And who cares if you look ridiculous because you're alone? Number eight, have a list and check it off. Sometimes our mood drags when we feel overwhelmed, especially in a blended family. There's always so much for us to do, right? If you feel like you have too much to do, make a list of everything and begin to do your tasks and check them off one by one. You will feel so accomplished and you may even realize that your list was not as bad as you thought. You will feel instantly lighter. Number nine, do something you like. We all have something we love to do and we might feel guilty taking time for ourselves to do it. For me, it's reading which I hardly have time for these days, but it is my guilty pleasure. What's yours? Maybe you like to take a bath, go for a swim, sit on the beach or take a nap, whatever it is, allow yourself a break to do something you enjoy and do not feel guilty over it. You've got to take care of yourself and your family will love your mood improvement after you've done something for yourself. And last, number 10, be thankful Sometimes when we're unhappy, we forget about all the things that are going right for us. You can start a gratitude journal every night before you go to bed. Write down two or three things that happened that day that you are thankful for. This is nothing new that I've made up. Lots of people do this. After a while, it will become easier. I mean, some days in the beginning, it might be hard, but you can always find something, something to be thankful for that day, and it will become a regular practice. Once you start focusing on the good things that are happening, you'll start noticing that more good things begin to happen. So I will put that list in the show notes for you, but let me just quickly repeat those for you right now again. Number one was eat well. Number two, exercise. Number three, breathe or meditate. Number four, change your surroundings. Number five, listen to music. Number six, communicate. Number seven was smile. Number eight, make a checklist. Number nine, do something you like. And number 10, be thankful. So the next time that you feel grumpy or irritable, I want you to try some of those mood lifters. And please remember to share with me which ones work for you. I'd love to hear about it. Okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about our blended families There's a lot to love about having a blended family, and most often that gets overlooked because we're so focused on the bad things. This podcast, for instance, is mostly about dealing with the so-called problems or issues within the blended family. No one really wants to listen to a show all about how wonderful everything is. 
You need help because yes, it is hard, but so are a lot of things in life. Having a blended family can be so rewarding. Having a larger family and more connections is a blessing. And it it can be hard to think of the blessings when we're thinking of the problems. So I want to show you some examples of how to change your thoughts about this, how to change your focus. We all have similar struggles. So let's go over some common complaints here. Okay, first, the ex-spouse. We spend so much energy hating or agonizing over ex-spouses, and that sucks the energy out of our current relationships. Instead of focusing negative energy on the ex-spouse, whom we can do nothing about, focus on your current partner, work on that relationship, because that's the one that matters most and needs the most attention right now. Okay, next, how about the kids? We spend a lot of time correcting bad behavior. I do too. All we're doing though is putting attention on the negative. Instead, pay a lot more attention to the positive behavior. When the kids do something good or right, make a big deal out of that. It's actually a lot more effective with the kids and they're wanting to make a change. What about financial problems? the constant worry and fear of not having enough. Blended families have extra children, plus the extra burden sometimes of paying out child support and court fees. This goes back to that gratitude thing. Put the focus on what you do have. As Americans, I think most of us feel like we don't have enough to live the life we truly want, but it's not all about the money. If you always think of not having enough, you're You're drawing that energy towards you. Replace that with thoughts of, I have a lot and I will have all that I need. And last, fighting in the family. Whether the kids or adults doesn't matter. Fighting in the family causes so much tension. And I know it can't be ignored. And you can also check out some of the earlier shows I did on the topic of fighting. I think they were episodes 10 and 11. But what I want you to do is really pay attention to the good moments and create more of them. When things are really going right and everyone is getting along, notice that what is going on at that time and how can you recreate that more often? Maybe there's a certain family activity that really puts everyone in a good mood with one another. You know, those good moments are what you need to hold on to. When things are bad, You need to think of those good moments because that is what's going to help you pull through. I really hope today's show helps you a little if you or a family member struggles with stress and mood problems. I practice all of this in my own home. Although I'm generally a positive person, I'm not immune to negativity and I'm constantly working with my family to help them as well. It really is all about your mindset. I'd love to hear if you have a tip that works for you on improving your mood and learning to love and appreciate your blended family. You can come chat with us in the private Facebook group at www.blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. And you can always email me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And don't forget to send in any questions you may have for Sean for our upcoming show together. 
Please subscribe so you automatically get all of the shows as they get released each week. Next week's show, we're going to talk about moving past affairs. Thank you for all of your support and for helping me to get to number 50. I'm so appreciative to all of my listeners. I love you all. I hope you have a fantastic week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.